Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. I am not Kane Fassell. Uh Kane was he was out gallivanting in Napa. Came back a little too tired. Too much wine. Nelly Kane not on the show today, so. We were without you because of Greece. Now we're without Kane because of Napa. Um, how do you feel? Kane, Kane-less show today. Honestly, it's shameful that he's he's missing the show in the middle of the college football season. <laughs> yes, yes. Nelly did, you know, didn't miss one two weeks ago, so it's fine. Uh, this, this is the heart of it. I think just Minnesota's losing too much. You just can't. <laughs> yeah, I think they already are. It's impossible for him, them to win as many games as he predicted before the season started. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's true. So, so we'll, we'll get, we'll give Kane a pass. We're still going to do kind of our usual, um, you know, our usual thing. We'll, we'll run through some of the teams this week. We'll have kind of a shorter pod. Do our buy, sell, unknown stock. I'll do the history meta. Um, We'll keep it going. Though Kane, Kane always makes has me go first, so I always steal Nelly's things. So Nelly, you get to go first this time on on all the categories. So I, I can't, I won't steal from you this time. Um, so give us your, your team up this week. Hmm. I want to make sure I don't overlap with my players that I like. Um. All right, I'll go with the the chalk pick. Oh. Yeah, no, I'll go with the chalk pick because I know who you'll go with. I'm going to go with Washington. Um, I mean, beating Oregon there is huge. Michael Penix looked great. Roma Dunze looked great. Jalen Polk looked great. All the players are kind of continuing to perform, right? And this was their first big test, and the offense still put up nearly 40 points. So uh, big chunk for them. They have a tough schedule to end the season, but um, – this is this is a very legitimate win for them. No, I, I I consider it. They're actually on pace to break the uh, basically have the best offense ever in college football history to to break the 2019 LSU team, the Joe Burrow Jamar Chase team, which is pretty wild to think about. So, yeah, I mean they're they have like multiple receivers on record setting paces. Yeah, which is crazy. But, uh, you know, th- yeah, they're, they're going to get most of that offense drafted. So it's exciting. I'm glad you know who I'm going with because I, I didn't really know who I was going to go with. Um, but uh, I think Kane kind of picked them before. You know, I- I'm going to go off off the wall. I'm going with an off-the-wall pick here. I'm going to go with an undefeated team that no one's talking about. I'm going to go Liberty <laughs> as a team up here, right? I mean – um, Caden Salter is playing well. 
the the former Debbie, one of those eight like Aiden Chili's type Debbie darlings that was going to be, you know, really good for Tennessee. Transferred to Liberty, he's fourteen touchdowns, two picks. Um, they, they have a running back in Quentin Cooley that's emerged. Like this Liberty team, the offense. If you're in the C2C or CFF league, is on fire. And uh, the defense is getting after the quarterback pretty well. And they're, they're racking up some some good sacks and turnovers. So I, I think Liberty, pretty good team. I don't think they've cracked the top 25 yet, but they should. They should be in there. there I saw some sort of model that took all the undefeated teams left in the country, and Liberty was the most likely to finish the season undefeated. Yes. Dude, they, they got to UCF it. They got to be like, we're the national champions, right? Just yeah, it's us. Jamie Chadwell, that's his name, right? Jamie Chadwell, yeah, from, from Coastal Carolina. Good coach. That offense is gimmicky, but it does the job. Um, I and I love the Quentin Cooley shout out. I, I've I've drafted Quentin Cooley, and it took a little while. I just picked um, him up in the Kings Classic. Uh, like I, he's he's gonna shoot my team in the arm right right to right to another belt. Uh, who's, who's your team down this week? Uh, it's hard not to go with USC. I mean, Caleb Williams, tough game, especially for his standards. Uh, defense is still a sieve. Sam Hartman didn't even have to do much. He had less than 200 yards passing, and they just got blown out. Audric Estime wasn't – like the, Notre Dame wasn't so much – like Notre Dame wasn't even good offensively. Um, but Caleb Williams, in the rare bad game that he's had, that he has, like the defense can't do anything else to like make up for that. So USC pretender, not a contender this year. And the wide receivers stink. I mean, the thought was someone would emerge, and I mean, guys have put up numbers, but th- those guys are are not good against legitimate competition. Any any worry on Caleb Williams? No, not me. I, we talked about it a little bit on the second podcast, uh, but I, I'm not really worried. I mean, quarterbacks have bad games. Yeah, he'll be fine. And Notre Dame, maybe a better defense than people are giving them credit for, too. My my team down is going to be the South Carolina Gamecocks here. Uh, like to 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 give up 41 points to Florida, a like to Graham Mertz led Florida. I think is who's surprisingly playing well somehow uh, is pretty bad. They, you know, they given up 41 points back to back weeks, you know, Spencer Rattler still was just not who we wanted him to be like Xavier Leggett, their top receivers getting some draft buzz. I don't think he's very good. They don't have a running back because they lost Marshawn Lloyd. They literally dealt um, the defense stinks like South Carolina's, really bad and still, you know, somehow gave Georgia a game <laughs> and almost beat them. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Graham Mertz is finally paid junior. It's happening. Look, like if he plays like he did against South Carolina every week, he'll get drafted in 2025. <laughs> so you can enjoy that. I think people uh, said the same thing about one game he played in his freshman year as well. 
Yeah, well, I remember being like, "Oh, Chris Mertz guy is pretty good after his first, and then he just stunk the next year. I'm sure. I'm sure that will not stick for Florida. Uh, who's, who's your victory lap player? Um, victory lap. I mean, in the loss, Bucky Irving still played well. I think Bucky Irving is still uh, a pretty good running back, like underrated running back for Debbie purposes because of his size. He's never going to be a bell cow. Uh, but he has been very good for Oregon like the past two years now. Um, and he's a good pass catcher, good in the open field. So um, he's someone who I have rostered in place and have had ranked. And I, I think he's just going to continue to rise because he's going to continue to produce for that team. I think he has a shot to be like an, you know, um, Devonnie Chan kind of pick early fourth round, go to his own team. I think San Francisco would be a really great spot. Uh, they really don't have much behind Christian McCaffrey at this point, right? Something like that. I think, I think you can end up having some real Debbie value. Yeah. My victory lap, you know, and look, I, I'm going to drop this for Kane because I know exactly who he would have went with here. And he has continue to talk up the NFL potential of this player, but that's Tez Walker, Devontez Walker, the receiver for North Carolina, uh, got, got his eligibility, right. Came in, finally got to play in his second game here up to speed on the offense and six catches, 132 yards, three touchdowns stepped into that starting role and just dominated, uh, against Miami for North Carolina. And Drake may was definitely looking for, for Tez Walker. So, um, yeah, you know, moving up from Kent State to North Carolina and should have should have been playing all season, but the NCAA sucks and Ooh. are gonna should get sued by someone. Maybe North Carolina the school might do it. Um but uh he, he actually ran the ball twice too for for like 20 yards. So do it doing everything. I think Tez Walker's legitimate CFF, C2C. Debbie uh, prospect. And he's going to go pretty high in Debbie drafts next year if people didn't take him this year. Oh, I think he's gone. I think he's going to be draft bound. You, th- you think like it's he- six games and done? Yeah, I mean, it's not going to get. Drake May is gone. Like the spotlight's gone. It's fair. And he can't transfer again. We know that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'd love if he tried. Just like, stop <laughs> me again. Um, g- give us one uh, player to monitor here moving forward to uh, your first of two. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the G5. Ashton Genty has been phenomenal this year for Boise State. And Boise State is, like, bad this year. They can't find good quarterback play. The offensive coordinator has been terrible. Ashton GNT has been their entire offense. I think, like, I would – I this is not factual, but it seems like he has led them in rushing and receiving in a majority of – like, in a majority of games. Like, no, that's not true at, at receiving. But he's a very good receiver out of the backfield, and he's he's explosive on the ground – um, he's, I mean, Boise state, Boise state and Memphis are the two G five schools that pump out NFL backs. And, uh, I think Ashton Jean T is like nearing legitimate Debbie territory. No, I, I think he's there. He's in my Debbie ranks. Um, I'm with you. I, 
and a C2C, I'm trying to trade for him, and the guy just like won't respond to my messages, which makes me so mad because I want to get an Ashton GNT share. So love that. Uh, my player to monitor, uh, we on the second podcast, which you can go to our Discord and sign up to get a second podcast every week. We did, Noah and I did a quick 2025 uh, draft eligible mock draft. And I took this player at running back, I think his legitimate argument to maybe even be the top running back of the class. That's Ollie Gordon running back from Oklahoma state uh, has now had three straight games over a hundred yards. He ran for 168 yards against Kansas at 210 pounds. And then he caught six passes for 116 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he, he, the vision was there. The, the burst getting up to top speed was there. Like Ollie Gordon produced as a true freshman in 2022. He, we, you know, he wasn't didn't like this thing come out of nowhere. Um, he was, he was producing. So I'm, I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited for uh, like we always talk about big backs that can catch. I know uh, Nelly likes those guys and, and Ollie Gordon fits the bill. Yeah. It's shocking that they like, only really started leaning on him recently. Like, I, I don't think Mike Gundy's a very good coach. I don't. He's very talented. Could be he's been he's been there for such a long time and had some epic media moments. But yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, this this Oklahoma State team is not great. Should be better. No, they're terrible. Although they, they have won some games they shouldn't have this year. But yeah, uh, similar vein for me, the second second guy, right? Second, yeah, so uh, yeah, give your uh, second player monitor here. Yeah, give me a Marin Hampton running back at UNC. Uh, six foot 220, has had two massive games now, but has been pretty solid in every game and is really their workhorse running back now. Um, catching he's catching passes in every game he's efficient in the passing game as well which is which is nice to see for bigger backs sometimes they get used but they just aren't very good but he's well-rounded he's getting a ton of yards after contact as well he's another guy who's a couple more games like this and it's it's the the debbie potential gets very legit and that offense isn't slowing down so i'm kind of with you uh, between two, I'm going to go with kind of the longer shot guy just so I can say, you know, when he gets drafted, like, oh, yeah, I talked about him back in October. Um, but that pit wide receiver, Bub Means, uh, is a, a really intriguing player. Had uh, it was a big reason for the upset against undefeated Louisville this past week, uh, down the field target. 6'2", 215, 4'4", four, four speed, like big athletic physical receiver who's playing on a god-awful passing offense at Pitt that, you know, I mean, when when the quarterback that started the year switches to tight end in his final year of eligibility halfway through the year, like uh, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a great passing uh, game there. So um, Bub Means has to kind of overcome that. I think he's going to be maybe a height, weight, speed NFL prospect day three pick could be a sneaky if you have unlimited moves in a C2C pickup. I think he has some skill and talent that a better offense would come through. Yeah, I remember. I remember when I believed in Phil Jerkovic. That was a mistake. Oh, I, I mean, I just can't, I can't believe it was this bad. You know, 
He was he was he was a uh, dev. I mean, he's on Debbie teams. Phil Jerkovich. So. Yeah, it's brutal. All right, that's uh. So boom, look, there's there's a roundup. It's a quick, quicker pod today, but we'll we'll do the history bit. We'll do our buy sell unknown stock. We'll talk through those a little bit more in detail. Um, but if you have other questions or want us to talk about other players, hop on the Discord and hit us up. Tag us. We'll be happy to do it. Um, so for the history minute this week, Nelly, I'm going to give you a name. I want you to tell me the first thing that pops into your head for this name, okay? Ben Franklin. Uh, electricity. Boom, right? Key, The key in the kite, kind of electricity. Exactly. So, so that happened. He did have a, a kite with the, a key, right, to um, – but he didn't like invent electricity or anything. He actually didn't even get electrocuted. Some people, I think that's usually the thing. Like he got like, yeah, the lightning came down and and shocked him. That didn't actually happen. He was he was uh, felt some static electricity from that. But actually, he just wanted to prove that lightning was electricity. That was really the goal. But he actually did get electrocuted once uh, in his quest to use electricity. Seventeen forty nine. He hypothesized that electricity, using it on a turkey, would make it like super tender. It would be like awesome, you know, make this turkey out of this world. Or if you just like electrocute a turkey, it'd be great. So I, I don't know what cooking technique that would be today, but that's what he's going for. So he tried this, and mistakenly, he uh, touched two laden jars together was how you do electricity. Basically, like touching two wires together, he like touched two wires together, literally the people in the kitchen with him said that he shook violently, like passed out and uh, woke, woke up and, you know, it's a little dizzy, but he's fine. But like, got like super electrocuted. Um, ben Frank, he definitely, definitely a guy, weird historical figure that was not at all what he's portrayed in like school and just the general Americana philosophy of our founding fathers. So I have to do another Ben Franklin history minute at some point. But yeah, didn't get electrocuted with the key in the kite, but with the turkey. So I don't know. Can you can you electrocute meals? Is that like a good way to just? Is there anything like that? I, I guess not. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think we got. I got to try that. We got to. Maybe it's going to be a new cooking technique here. Maybe maybe Ben was on to something. My favorite president. <laughs> I love it. I, look, <laughs> I, I want to know how many Americans think Ben Franklin was a president. They, uh, he's the, on the money. He's uh, on the money. Unfortunately, so high to. percent of people. <laughs> he's on the money, right? So he has to be. That's yeah. Oh, man. Uh, do, do you want to start uh, by selling unknown stock? You, you ready? Sure, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, I'll buy one of my favorite like low like low key names Dallin Hayden running back at Ohio State um there were some injuries at Ohio State in the backfield this week Dallin Hayden got opportunity Dallin Hayden looked good with the opportunity Dallin Hayden Hayden always looks good with the opportunity he gets at Ohio State there's a log jam in front of him rest of the year but again I think he will at some point in his career be the feature back at Ohio State and that's going to provide value, and he's probably going to be cheap to acquire before he gets that that role. Can, can I interject too? So, Ohio State announced they want—I don't know if they will now. 
they want to redshirt him, which I think is a good thing for your argument. I think that's like, hey, we want to save him because he's going to be the guy, you know, in a year. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think so too. Although with Debbie, I hope he doesn't end up needing an extra year of eligibility in college. Yeah, um, so. But I think it's a it's a good sign for Ohio State and for like for their show faith in him. Um, I will sell a player I like actually. I'll sell Audric Estime, uh, solely because Mel Kuyper had him as his RB one, and just go find someone who's looked at those rankings. Like I, I think Audric Estime is a, a fine player. I have him like like kind of grossly high in my Debbie rankings. Um, I have him in the late thirties. Um, because of the state of the Debbie landscape right now, but I, he's not, he doesn't have the ceiling for RB1. He, he's not athletic enough. Um, my unknown is freshman wide receiver Eugene Wilson at Florida. I think he goes by Trey Wilson, Eugene Trey, pick your poison. Uh, has been extremely involved in the offense recently, has had at least six catches in every game in SEC, SEC play this year. Uh, finally was a little bit more efficient this year. I have him as an unknown because it's very gimmicky. It's like super low a dot stuff. Um, so like, that's something I will want to see expanded before I fully buy in. But at the same time, like the talents there, like he's good in the short game, but it doesn't seem like that's all he is going to be able to do ultimately. No, that's a good one. So anyway, I think I, I need more on my radar as well. Uh, all three of mine are pretty big names here. My buy is Jaden Daniels, quarterback for LSU. I actually just placed a bet on him to win the Heisman plus 1,400. Because um, I think if there's some some misstep by Washington, that the numbers are going to look pretty good. LSU legitimately could win the SEC even. Um I think Jane Daniels is going to get drafted in the top 150. And so there's some Debbie value there. You know, guys like Dorian Thompson Robinson hat were getting drafted in rookie draft super flex. If you're in a super flex league, someone has Jane Daniels sitting on their Debbie roster. They drafted him at Arizona state and they they have probably haven't paid too much attention to really be like, oh yeah, I'm excited about him. You know, so I think you can steal him for like a last round Debbie pick maybe and just you know ride that to bigger values uh later. But I think there's a legitimate shot he goes day two as well. He's playing throwing the ball really well, surprisingly, this year. My cell, maybe not right now. Maybe right now, but as as, as Michael Penix. I, I look, I, I have been a C2C. I'm going up against Nelly. I'm starting him in the C2C. I'm going to ride the C2C wave of Michael Penix. And immediately, once that college season is over, I'm, I'm putting him up on the block and, you know, give me some supplemental picks, give me some Debbie picks. Um, he's really good. He was exceptional in that Oregon game. Some of those passes were phenomenal. Maybe he's a first round, maybe, you know, maybe he turns into a first round quarterback. I just don't think, I think the lack of mobility. Just gonna caps the ceiling of Michael Penix. Even if he goes twentieth overall in the NFL draft, like people are gonna get excited about it. 
I don't think he's going to be a great fantasy quarterback. He's got to be Peyton Manning. You know, like he's got to be Peyton Manning to be like a great fantasy NFL quarterback. So when the hype gets out there, Michael Penix, first round pick, you know, he's going to go in the first round. I, I turn around and sell him as soon as you can. My unknown is Brock Bowers, tight end of Georgia. Having tightrope surgery on his ankle, it's not like a huge deal, but might knock him out for the rest of the season or pretty close to it, uh, kind of a high ankle injury. I, I, I like I love Brock Bowers. I think he's going to be a better NFL player than Kyle Pitts is. Um, but I worry, I worry. Uh, I just want to see Nelly's face when I said that. But I have, I have a tweet. I have a tweet from last year to back it up. Um, I worry that he's it's going to cause him to fall a little bit in the NFL draft, and maybe he falls into the you know fifteen to twenty range, and then it doesn't feel as good right as his value right now. Where some are valuing him as maybe the um, in a one quarterback league, the number two rookie coming in after Marvin Harrison. So, like, uh, should I sell him? Should I not sell him? I, I'm torn uh, for my Brock Bowers shares. Any any thoughts on any of those? Um, I'm a little surprised that he's getting tight. Tightrope is like a short-term solution for high ankle, from my understanding. Like, it's like one – it's like uh, – maybe I'm, I'm no doctor. No medical advice <laughs> taken from me, but – I don't feel like that's like the best long-term solution for him. I don't know. I'm sure he consulted with doctors, but I am surprised that he's getting that. Yeah. It's not something you hear of too often. Like I can't remember the last time I've heard of it. I think for that reason, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It worries me. I'm glad it wasn't anything worse, but it's a worry. Like if he can't, if this happens, even if he plays again, maybe he doesn't work out for the draft because it might impact his numbers. Now we don't have any numbers. And now he's a smaller tight end without the size speed number, without the speed numbers. Like where does Brock Bowers go? I, you know, he's not going to be, he was going to be a top 10 pick anyway, probably. It, it just, it, his value could go down in the NFL draft. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Injuries. Injuries are the worst. Hate it. We all hate it in fantasy, but that's that's the show. Quick show today uh, without Kane. You know, no crazy drafts or off-the-wall thoughts. I'm sure next week there's going to be a lot uh, of an hour-and-a-half show, so you can wait for that. Um, any parting thoughts, Nelly? Just feeling good? Nice, tight show this week. Yeah, yeah, feeling good. Uh, I think – I'm excited for the Ohio State Penn State game. I think that's a that's a big game, and I'm sure that you're excited for it. Look, Ohio State's gonna win by 40 points. Uh, as an alumni, I know Kyle McCord. I'm sure five touchdowns. That's how he's looked. Now it's it's gonna be a good game. I'm around a lot of Penn State fans here. Uh, Penn State was kind of the team I liked growing up. So when I was a kid, so it's kind of fun uh, to see this play out. And I, ho- I hope it's. Yeah, I hope it's a, a good game. I hope some of the Penn State offensive guys have some big performances so I feel a little bit better about them moving forward. All right, that does it for all of us. Thank you so much. Remember to um, join the Discord, hop in there. I'm going to follow Debbie Marketplace on Twitter. I forget to tweet about the show every week, so you can 
tag me and remind me to do that. And uh, we'll see you next week.